<laughs> Should have kept that over the fun. That's fine. <coughs> I'm actually gonna keep that in, Teddy. You wanna do in your intro? <laughs> well, hello there. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Five Two Seven Underground Podcast, where we talk about comic books and comic book related themes, including Star Wars, Star Trek, Harry Potter, anime, webtoons, or whatever across our damn minds. We're your host, Teddy Maria, and we offer two different points of views. One of an avid collector, which is me, and the other, an excited fan. Which is me. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. <laughs> <laughs> that Ladies was... and gentlemen, you just caught us uh, in a beginning of a funny stage, I guess. Right, Chris? That's, that's our own gag reel. <laughs> our own blooper reel. But this uh, podcast we're going to dedicate to the uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi series that was just streaming on disney plus series and we brought our resident star wars aficionado slash encyclopedia with us chris hey yay good to be here guys yeah <laughs> it's good to have you with i'm us. really psyched about this one i am too i mean what do you guys think of the show so far it's only been two episodes i know but still that's chris? great all right that's it let's go <laughs> no um it's really good it it's is really, really good. I, I will I will give more of my opinion as we talk about the show. Okay. There's a lot to talk about. There is. There is. There's probably a lot of questions, too. But I think we can pretty much um, answer the questions or uh, come up with guesses with these, with these questions. I was reading off some of the things online as to what people were saying or asking. And, yeah, yeah, we'll go we'll go over some of those questions that, that are brought up. But uh, any thoughts so far? Oh, me? Okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I thought it was good. I thought that um, the first two episodes definitely started it off in a way where we understood what the mind frame of was for Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt it was very similar to The Last Jedi in terms of how Luke handled his solitude and the yeah. fact that he wanted to remove himself uh, see, yeah. of what was going on. Um, so it was very similar to it. Mm-hmm. But I think what tied down... You know, I think he he was using Luke, Obi Wan was using Luke as an excuse to not move, yeah, to not budge, and really that's his fear talking, his mm. fear, his guilt, yep. the guilt that he you know because he killed his brother, basically you know, so that right there was just you know when you're in solitude for so many years and stuff like that, and then you have the reminder of who you may have killed, meaning his son, that you look upon, that's very similar, right, to to um, Anakin. You, you're haunted by it. Yeah. And that's almost made him stagnant. Mm. And that brings, that, you know, that causes uh, his self-confidence, um, even his belief system of what the Jedi stood for. Yep. Um, it was shaken to mm. the core. And we definitely saw that fear manifest at the end of, of episode two. Hmm. You know? No, I do want to provide context to this conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, because in private, we've had conversations about what a Kenobi series would look like. Have we? Yes, we have. To which I, I objected to the idea. I'm say, I, I've said... How can they do a show about Kenobi if he was on Tatooine for like all those years? And then you had said that he was gonna have to leave the planet. 
Mm-hmm. But in my mind, I can see no good reason why he would have to leave the planet. Right. Like, no call to action was going to move him from Luke's side. So that's why, in my mind, I'm just like, what are they going to do? And then I love what they did because we... I, I'll highlight the, the the flaw in my logic. I forgot that <laughs> Leia was a thing. We all did. <laughs> right. I forgot that that's just as much of a good reason to leave the planet as Luke is. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I really like that. That's what caused him to lead to basically leave the planet to go on a solo adventure to initiate growth. Because I was expecting the whole like butcher Kenobi to be the the whole thing up until like, you know. He, what do you mean by butcher Kenobi? But, oh, uh, the the, the, ni- the nine butcher. to five job that he the, wo- he right. works cutting the tuna. Oh, I day. see. I see what yeah, you mean. The, yeah. So, for those who haven't seen it and don't care about spoilers. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi has found a 9 to 5 job yeah. under the name Ben Kenobi as a butcher where he is literally spending all day cutting meat from a giant whale-like tattooing creature. Right. And it's a very mundane routine. You go through three days and you see what his routine is. Mm. And you know, in that routine he kind of stays vigilant over Luke. And that's exactly what I was expecting. Just for years right but then even that expectation was like non-realistic because he's still jedi obi-wan kenobi or ben kenobi mm-hmm. when luke meets him you know he has his lightsabers on so mm-hmm. yeah i mean he's definitely a shadow of his, of his former self at this point yeah yeah mm-hmm. um you know he and I, and i think what also caused him to to spiral into that fear or that un, unease is the fact that he can't commune with qui-gon mm. At least not yet. Yeah. At mm-hmm. this point. Because we know that he does eventually. He does receive that training, which is why he's able to come back as a force ghost. But the question is, like, when does he do it? Right. Also, it's going to be interesting, because all we're going to hear is a voice cameo from Liam Neeson. Right. Because technically the, the Clone Wars explanation is that Qui-Gon died before he was able to complete that training that allowed him to transcend into the force and become a force ghost. Yeah, but in the Clone Wars, that lost season, uh, season seven, wasn't he able to somehow communicate with Yoda? Qui-Gon? Yeah, Qui-Gon, but he only right? came back as a voice. Right, there wasn't right. A, a force. Oh, there was no force. There was no force. He only came back as a voice. Right, but I think that's, like you just said, I do agree with you. I think we're only going to hear, we won't be able to see a ghost, if you will, but we, I think he will be able to communicate and hear his voice. I think we will all be very satisfied with Ashland's voice coming in. Ashland's voice. <laughs> like we we will be we will be okay right. with Liam Nielsen's right. voice. Right. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um. It's just interesting that a lot of this show, the first two episodes, are very similar to the Last Jedi, in terms of just this guy not, not wanting to. I mean, he said no to um, Senator Amidala. Organa. 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 Pardon, excuse me. Um, Senator Organa. So he said no to him. Yeah. To his own daughter. Mm-hmm. He's like, you have a responsibility to both. Mm-hmm. You know? He's like, no, my responsibility is with the boy. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what's that about? You know? Technically, that was the agreement. That was the agreement, but I think he's under the impression that only um, Luke may have the ability. They are twins. Yes. Yeah. yes. Yes. So, if anything, he has to protect both of them. Mm-hmm. I, I think, and 
Owen had Owen had made a good point where he said it wasn't about like him wanting to be there to protect Luke wasn't about um the sense of duty that he feels it was basically like you know the son reminds him more of his his friend his you know Anakin. right and even in the scene when you see him like imitating the you see Luke on top of the farmhouse imitating like he's driving like a, sp- a spaceship or right. a pod racer specifically that's what it reminded me of he wore right. like pod racer gla- uh, goggles mm-hmm. and he did like the forward yeah. hand motion mm-hmm. that you saw uh, in the Phantom Menace during the pod racing scene but I think that scene is like oh like the spitting image of Anakin well you almost saw him extend his hand out yeah like when he finally was able to get it focused you saw him like slowly extend his sand his hand <laughs> his hand out to Luke you know, and it's because he's definitely remembering Anakin as a mm-hmm. child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, it's sad. It really is sad. It is. I got to give it to Ewan McGregor when they finally, you know, when um, Reva, mm-hmm. yeah. when Reva was like, oh, you know, he's alive. Mm-hmm. Like he is, you know, Anakin is alive, which is another thing because she knows him as Anakin, yeah. not Anakin Darth Scott, Vader. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, but uh, the fear Yep. That came over his face. It was like shut down, you know. And he realized he has to move. He has to run yeah. to to get to the ship. Yeah, it was like, yeah, deer in headlights, like fully, yeah, frozen, yeah, catatonic, if you will. Which so. is interesting because I've never seen Obi Wan be like that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that fear. Well, I mean, that's like a really large realization. Not only did the guy you thought you killed live. He's still alive, and he's obviously still in a position of power if he's commanding the Inquisitors. But not just that. In addition to that, you were not aware of his presence yeah. that he was alive. Now, there may be some explanation, or they may come up with an explanation as to why that was for all those years. Because the during those 10 years, the uh, at this time, they're the... I forget what they are. They're the Emperor, or are they the... Who? Uh, Palpatine? Yeah, Palpatine's... Um, Palpatine, I think, was the emperor by then, right? He was right? still the emperor. Yeah. yeah. And the... My gosh, I'm drawing a blank at this moment. The name of their garrison, their force at this point. Not the First Order, but this the is empire. The, the Empire. Okay. So, if the Empire is still going along doing their missions, um, would it make... Well, maybe not, but the idea is that someone has to be ordering those... Uh, giving out those missions let's say to go yeah. throughout the galaxy but if it's not the emperor who would it be would it make sense to just automatically assume that it was Darth Vader and if not then how is it that both of them actually were not aware no actually we're in the I'm under the impression that according to the show Obi-Wan was not aware of Darth Vader's presence however Darth Vader was aware of Obi-Wan I think that Darth so, Vader was blocking Obi-Wan from being able to commune with Qui-Gon. That's why he's having those nightmares. Mm. It could be. It I, could I, be. I like the new rock star idea of it, which was like when he you see him having the PTSD dreams, mm-hmm. like, and you see scenes from the Phantom Menace and stuff like that. Specifically the scene when um, you see young Anakin flying the ship in space and attacking the enemy ship to, you know, save Naboo. Um, they made a good point, which is like, Obi-Wan was never there for that. He was fighting Maul with Qui-Gon, so how would he see that that um, memory? 
and they he mentioned the idea that like they're linked through the force that which i i would if that's what it was like if he had that that specific moment dream and he knew that like mm-hmm. he saw that vividly and he wasn't there but he wasn't there right then the idea that this linkage is allowing them to like share mm-hmm. thoughts or memories this or could be like, like another power of the jedi that is being you know that's being that's being expressed now mm-hmm. similar to the new power that we saw uh, expressed between Rey and and Kylo Ren. Yeah. The fact that they were able to somehow communicate versions you know, of the Force. And do all mm-hmm. that stuff in those movies. So, I mean, it, it just, you know, that's going to be one question. Another question that we're all curious about, but we think we have an idea, is why is it that um, the character Reva, mm-hmm. why is she so gung-ho and angry at Obi-Wan? Now, we all suspect that she was probably one of the younglings that we saw in the beginning of the show that, you know, were not saved, um, pre- you know, pr- uh, pretty much had to run off on their own mm-hmm. when they were being attacked. Well, they were trying to be saved, but the person that was trying to save them died. Yeah. Right. So it's not like and they then, were abandoned. No, I know, but why, I mean, but why Obi-Wan out of all people, though? Because I think Obi-Wan was the one that sent out the message to everyone saying, hide run mm, don't come okay. back here it's a setup right you know that's the one that came out in the hologram crystal mm-hmm. right the, the the holocron. Holocron, yeah. um that's the message that keeps repeating itself telling the jedis the surviving jedis don't come back here leave so if there were a whole bunch of younglings mm-hmm. that were still there and their potential um masters you know are like oh we can't come back there they were technically abandoned. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's probably why she feels how she feels. Mm. I mean, I think it's I think it's better to say than abandoned. It was like orphaned. Because mm. I mean, I, I I get the idea of like the responsibility that they had because they took these kids from their. I mean, yeah, they took these kids from their families where if they hadn't taken them or spent less effort convincing the families to allow them to go then they would have never had to go through that. Right. You know? But at the same time, it's like, a lot of them, it was like, everyone looked to Yoda as like, a paternal figure because he taught every youngling. Right. And stuff like that. But I would say it's more akin to like, getting orphaned as Mm. opposed to abandoned. Mm. Um, Okay. But she sees it it, as abandonment. Yeah, she can. Yeah, Yeah. she could. And that's assuming that she was the that youngling that from youngling the first from, scene that is right. true yeah right. which would make a, a lot of sense it if make, it was because yeah. that scene was other than it being like a new look into order 66 what else would be the significance yeah, of that, that scene exactly they yeah. wouldn't just place that scene there without a reason yeah. i think a lot of people were wondering if we were going to see grogu yeah being escorted in some scene? corner yeah, of the scene yeah. or something good like point. that good point um you know who was the person that got him out so that that was something that crossed everyone's mind when we mm-hmm. saw order 66 again mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but uh yeah it's it's is an it's interesting so far and there's only supposed to be six episodes right oh that's yeah yeah i know we feel we're we it feels like we're going to be short changed because only we six episodes but let's uh give it a chance and see what happens i mean these first two alone were amazing yeah they they really put a lot of story and new characters and it, it's bu- definitely building to something. Mm-hmm. 
I wonder if we're gonna see Ahsoka at any point um you know cause that that could probably show that she has something to do with the rebellion maybe and I wonder if uh this guy that was playing the the false Jedi Mm. if he's part of the rebellion Mm. you had specifically mentioned if he was part of like the Cassian Andor sect Mm -hmm. or if he had any ties to them yeah I I said that earlier yeah yeah, so I think that that may be kind of like the stepping stone of that show. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if, uh, like, the introduction. Like, okay, this is the, the rebellion base on right. this planet. And then Andor, you know, the mm. show Andor comes up. Not that we're going to see Cassian, but we get the idea that that's the planet or, right. you know, right. that's the beginning of the of the rebellion. That's right. Um, right. And maybe we get to see certain cells maybe parts of the rebellion being formed or mm-hmm. or being involved somehow yeah mm-hmm. that could work I think that um I think that uh Leia mm-hmm. is going to learn a lot from Obi-Wan in some way and Obi-Wan's gonna realize that Leia is already showing her gifts because she read him like a book and then she read her cousin right. with emotional damage. <laughs> <laughs> you know, emotional so she's definitely damage. tapping into that. And mm-hmm. she's not, you know, realizing that she can read people like that, which makes her, which explains why she's such a great, what, general? She becomes a, a, she general? Becomes a general? Yeah, yeah. she's a general. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's interesting that they're showing that at a, at a young age, um, the age of 10. And she's definitely like... You know, a spitfire. <laughs> Good for her. <laughs> a little ten-year-old that can tell you off like that. Yeah, I love that character. <laughs> I love. I feel like that is a good portrayal of Carrie Fisher. Because <laughs> I'm like, if she, if she could curse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's definitely a spitfire, and she's good. They, they. I wonder, and this is this is just a small curiosity thing, but I wonder if they did anything to the child's eyes like if they put contacts in or anything because mm. she st- has those deep brown eyes just like you know mm. Carrie Fisher did mm. I, I know she was in Bird Box I didn't I didn't watch the movie but maybe you can see if it's like that there didn't they blindfold them yeah so how will we know <laughs> I didn't see the movie. I didn't, I didn't see the movie either, but well, I think pr- that you, sure well, you couldn't we'll see We'll read fear. her character I'm bio pretty- <laughs> and find out. That's not an issue. Oh, that's another thing. What? So I was trying to look up how old the child is, right? Because mm-hmm. she really knows how to, like, say her lines, like, really well. You know, like, yeah. So I was like, oh, I'm, on it. I'm curious to see how old she really is. Because, you know, sometimes they'll say that they're 10 years old when they're really 12. Yeah. They just happen to be small, you know. Um, and she's not on the cast list, so they definitely kept that under wraps, on the low. You know what that reminds me a little bit of? It actually, reminds me of first season of Mandalorian when they didn't mention anything about Grogu, and we saw that character in the first episode. But there's not an actor no, portraying I, I Grogu. No, I understand. I, I get that, but it has to do more with the character. Like why? Focus now because now the idea is on the on the show that the focus is really going to be about Leia 
more so than it is about Luke. Mm-hmm. However, in all the uh, trailers and series mm-hmm. that we've seen prior to the show, we were under the impression, at least I was, I was under the impression that Obi-Wan's show was going to focus on whatever it was involved was going to focus on Luke. So I think that's why at the time they didn't mention uh, the character that's playing Leia. They didn't mention her at all. Yep. Well, they got, she's gonna after this by next week we're gonna know her name. Mm-hmm. We're gonna know. Well, we actually we we know where she's from, the work that she's done already, mm-hmm. um, and more things that are gonna come out about her. They right. didn't even have any type of, like merchandise or anything like that on this character yet, right? They have Lola. No, not Lola. I know about Lola, but I'm talking about Leia. They, I don't think they usually have merchandise on a particular character except for clothes and stuff. Okay. Like I don't think they're gonna make a doll yet until the season is over. Mm. But they have on display Lola. Lola, well, that Lola's another character. <laughs> <laughs> you know, meaning the little machine the, that she yeah, walks yeah. around with. The other so I part. definitely saw like somebody having like the robot or something like that. Mm. I don't know if they're gonna sell it. If it's gonna be like a miniature BB-8, like the mm. one that you know that they were selling at the convention, mm. that I completely fell over and, and, and yeah. bought. That was good. <clears throat> and I have the bigger one from Disney. But anyway, yeah, um, I'm sure. <laughs> I, I believe the actress's name is Vivian Lyra Blair. Mm. Okay. She was in Bird Box. Bird Box. We can so. be heroes, which I believe that's that. Uh, you know, remember Shark Boy, Lava Girl? Yeah. Oh. Right. That was that movie that took place in the. It, Technically, in the same universe, um, he she was Shark Boy's daughter. Yeah, <laughs> I believe. Okay. Got it. Yeah, it was a good shot. I'd, I'd recommend. I haven't it. seen it. Um, but she was younger than she is now, and she's just one of the most funniest characters in that. Because you know Shark Boy, right? Like he's like <laughs> yeah, a shark yeah, yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. So she has the same ability, but she's like this little, you know, <laughs> toddler. <laughs> That's great. That's great. That's great. Okay, so we get to know more about the actress. Did they happen to mention how old she is? We'll find out. (laughs) As he does his research, we'll find out. Okay. What What other questions do we have about the show, or what are we anticipating for the show? Um. She is. This may be dated. Okay. While he's doing that, we also have um. (laughs) Of course, the main, the main not not the main focus, but the thing that we're all waiting for is Darth Vader. She's nine years old. Okay. <laughs> She's nine. Yeah. yeah well, okay. We are anticipating Darth Vader. Darth Vader. Okay. When he comes up. What do you think that's gonna happen? Is that gonna be the no? I well, I can't be the final battle, of course. But no. is that gonna be one of the greatest battle scenes we'll see? I think it's going to be up there with Ahsoka versus Darth Vader. You think so? Yeah. Definitely. But I think that maybe the next couple of episodes is going to be from Darth Vader's point of view. I agree. Dealing with the Inquisitors and stuff yeah. like that. I think it's interesting because I feel like they haven't really, other than Rogue One and his comic books, of course, but I'm, mm-hmm. I think I'm limiting myself specifically to his shows. Mm-hmm. Other than Rogue One and parts of rebels mm. haven't really used vader as a character like they're not quick to u- utilize him as a character in these shows it's almost like it's gonna be interesting seeing like a show where he takes the lead role you know and not just the like antagonistic whatever 
I wonder if that's due to certain limitations. Because it would be fascinating to see Darth Vader's uh, point of view. Mm Mm-hmm. If he's still having that conflict from Anakin to Darth Vader, sometimes oh, definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know and, and, and the Ahsoka fight, you see that mm-hmm. where it's like you know they're fighting and the battle. Uh, Ahsoka winds up like s- slashing him in the face or mm-hmm, helmet, whatever, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. and then you see right. like his eye, right? Yeah. And his eyes, like you hear the cartoon voice actor of Anakin Skywalker. So it's not Hayden Christian. Right, right, right. No, you're right, you're right. You see, you hear him call Ahsoka's name. And then when she looks back, you see, you know, the, his scar right. that he has on his eye. And then you see, like, his eyes blue. Mm. And then when wow. they're... Ha- uh, I think it's blue. Wow. Uh, and then... Let, let me let me double check that because it may not have been. Because okay. <laughs> I saw a fa- uh, like a fan made thing where it was blue and transitioned from red. Oh, okay. So it it'll be interesting to see um, Darth Vader's point of view. I want to know what relationship Reva has with Darth Vader. The fact that she knows that he's Anakin. Right. You know, um, that's interesting to me. I I, I want to see what what goes down. There's a lot of characters that haven't been introduced yet, and the show still you know yeah like moving um i think little leia is gonna learn that her father is in you know um is in charge or is part of the rebel you know alliance okay. or is, is a rebel in, in some capacity okay. so that's gonna you know allow her to help her father you know set up things like because we did see a teenage version of leia in um, Rebels. In Rebels, right. Did, where right, she right. did come across... Um, With Ezra. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Ezra, Kanan. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was brought up. And then I think... Um, then Ezra then also had an encounter with Darth Vader mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. So, it was in the same fight, yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to the Inquisitors, mm-hmm. are they Sith? No. Like, are they following the Sith path or... Not exactly. Um, from what I knew, uh, they are not Sith. Uh, they are like they like has been said. Because remember, the Sith there can only be two, right? Right. So this is right. kind of a callback to like um, the older comic books as well as um, what's it called? It's the older comic books, like the EU comic books, and the Force Unleashed with Sam with um, the game. Yeah, the game. Uh, where they had like Sith warriors, so basically people who were force sensitive. Because uh, at the end of the day, like force sensitive people exist outside of the Jedi, the Jedi and, and the Sith. Uh, right. right. So right. they were, you know, in these uh, parts of the universe, you had like Sith warriors, where it wasn't like, uh, or dark side users as warriors, where it wasn't like outright Sith, but they were dark side. They had red lightsabers and stuff like that, and they were trained to use the force as basically as a tool, like a like a Sage Ventress and Count Dooku, mm-hmm. right? You had Emperor, I mean, you had you know Palpatine behind the behind the scene pulling the strings. You had Count Dooku as the face, and then Dooku had his own Sith assassin, who wasn't exactly part of that like trio. Kind of, I guess a lot of people speculate that it was like uh, Dooku had the had her as an apprentice to kind of confuse the Jedi because like oh like Dooku has an apprentice, so he must be the master. So there's no one above him that mm-hmm. we have to worry about, mm-hmm. right? Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think the Inquisitors are outright Sith. Okay. 
Because they're under Vader. Vader. Yeah. So Vader just has them like pupils. Yeah. Mm. Or for the specific purpose of hunting down Jedi, you know. Mm. Damn. It's like dogs. Like hunting dogs. Or like the Mm-mm. secret police. Yeah. Basically. Yep. Yeah. That's dark. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, any other questions that we may we may have? In regards to anticipate well, I guess um I'm trying to think of any other characters that we could expect to see in this show. Darth Vader, of course, being the one that we're all anticipating. In addition to that, um, will we possibly see Yoda or any mention of Yoda in regard, you know, like what he may have been doing? He, I don't think Yoda's going to be mentioned in this. No. Not at all? No. That's I too mean, much. Well, I mean, they, me- they mentioned him Just in, in Rebels. Just a small mention. We don't They'll probably say his name. Because how is how is he how is Obi Wan supposed to commune with Qui Gon if not through Yoda? Because he said continue your training. I mean, yeah, that's but true. that was like instructions I have for you. Like continue right. continue your training. You. I think they will. I don't think you know they're gonna go see each other. But I think now that like at the end of episode or towards the end of episode two, you see basically like Obi Wan kind of reconnect with the Force or use his for use the Force for the first time within these two episodes. So I'm thinking the same way that, like, he said Anakin and then Anakin, like, woke up and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, assuming that Anakin, like, that scene showing Anakin was, like, him feeling the presence of his master. Mm-hmm. Then I guess it would also stand to reason that Yoda can also feel the presence of Obi-Wan now. And mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, he's, like, opened himself back up again to the Force. Let me try to commune with him and give him the training that I have. Because it seems at this point it's just been 10 years with no contact with either Qui-Gon or Yoda. Right. right. You know? Um, I'm sure they may, I'm, they may answer this in the comic books, um, but I'm not entirely sure. Mm. Okay. Um, hmm. I have a question that mm. basically was brought up, or at least I saw a lot of people talking about this. Um, and... I'm just going to lay out the question and you guys can answer it in whichever way you guys see fit. Um, do you think that the Star Wars fandom can be toxic? Like how far is too yeah, far? Like I, I, I think I think so. And too far is basically, you know, the point where uh, you're being harassed to the verge of like self-harm because of a role you played or people didn't like a role you played you know I've had my opinions about hating Christensen but I, 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 I didn't go as far as to say like oh like he should never exist right, right. you know right. I think once it gets to that point where it's just like kind of this weird criticism turns into like you know a Bullying. heated passion of just like I don't like you like if you join Star Wars I will boycott it like that that yeah, sense, be like that's extreme. Well, we've seen, I think we've read and seen um, moments for a lot of the actors that experienced that. One was Hayden Christensen, I believe. Mm-hmm. We've seen uh, a ton of, like, uh, hate mail, if you can call it that, or, you know, a lot of disregard for his role playing um, Anakin and Darth Vader at the time. Another character, an actress that we saw experience that, too. Oh. I forget her name was, what, Kelly Marie Tan, I think yeah. her name is. The person who played roles? Rose played Tango. roles, yeah. right. She mm-hmm. had experienced some terrible... Yeah. Oh, let's terrible. not forget, you know, the, the the actor that played Jar Jar Banks. Oh, you mean oh, the, right. the Sith Lord, Jar Jar. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, wow. but in all seriousness, yeah, that, that's one of the... 
that's yeah. one of the more well-known things of like this guy right. actually thought about unaliving yeah. himself because yeah. of how much hate he was getting for the role yeah. meanwhile his role was never meant to be serious mm. you know george lucas was never like oh yeah this character's gonna be so complex and he's gonna be driving my space opera he's like no he's like this is the jester the comedic right. relief right. right but and the thing is that you know like they they made his life impossible and mm. they're not taking the person who wrote the character mm into consideration or who directed the, the movie, movie into yeah. consideration same thing goes for Hayden Christensen mm -hmm. you know a lot of people had their opinions on, on Hayden Christensen and stuff like that okay fine you, if you don't like him um, playing the part that's fine but keep in mind he was a young actor mm -hmm. who decided to take this role yep. and he wasn't well known in Hollywood enough for him to say no George Lucas I'm gonna play it this way like he knows better. Like no one can talk back to George Lucas when you're just starting out. Yeah. So the George... guy who made American Graffiti, you <laughs> give him directing tips. Yeah. So, you know, you're not gonna sense. talk back, or you're not gonna put in your two cents if the writer and director is telling you to be this way and say, um, "I don't like sand" in a certain yeah. way. You're gonna freaking do it because that's your job as an actor. You're taking directions from a director. So if you have any one to blame about how anyone is acting in these movies look to the director yeah you know which it, it's weird now because it feels like the kind of opposite is ha happening now where you see people being like oh protect this man with it with our lives like he needs a full security detail around him 24 7 yeah like we're even lucky that we got him back to play the role yeah and, right. and i think something interesting has happened Within like these pa the, this past decade, you know, since mm -hmm. uh, Revenge of the Sith. One, Revenge of the Sith was pretty good, mm -hmm. um, and I think a lot of the crap that he gets for is for Attack of the Clones, where he was playing that angsty teen and stuff like that. Right. Mm -hmm. Um. But one of the things that's been happening was like people have made memes about it, you know, memes about the prequels, where it's just like you have the 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 famous lines of "Hello there, General Kenobi." Right. right. Oh, you know, I I hate sand. It's coarse. It's rough, and it gets everywhere. <laughs> and you you can basically there's so many memes about the prequels that you can watch it line like you can dictate it line by line as you're watching it. And I know because I've done it with my friends. They <laughs> <laughs> surely on the on the meme on it. and and it's kind of weird because I feel like that meme culture kind of contributed to people fondly remembering the prequels, mm -hmm. like people wanting to see him come back. I'm still a little bit skeptical, but I'm, like I said, I'm not going to boycott a show just because Hayden Christensen made an appearance or, mm -hmm. you know, is on right. the show. I'm just like, I'm kind of interested to see, because then, you know, if it is bad writing, then, uh, not, and it's not to say that he won't be a victim of bad writing again. Mm -hmm. I just really hope he doesn't. Right, right. Um, but I would like to see, like, him embody the role of Vader. Like, he seems very excited to be in this role again. You know, mm -hmm. I've seen clips of the interviews of him. But you can tell there's a hesitancy. There where is. There is a hesitancy. He is, you know, his body language, the way he looks around the room and stuff like that. There's definitely a hesitancy there but, around and, and, him. And think about it this way, you know, like, those lines that everyone knows now and they fondly remember, they started out as just mocking the character. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, right. Now people pay him. Like if he goes to Comic Con, people will pay him to say those lines. <laughs> like he can make, like he can put down a down payment on a mansion with you know all the people that want to like 
So yeah. you hate sand. <laughs> there was a these uh, are the song, these are the lines now that can be printed on T-shirts. Yeah, there was a, an interview that Ewan McGregor did. I think he was for Variety magazine, and they had it was um the uh, the girl that's playing Riva, Ewan McGregor, and I forgot who the third one was. Uh, Hayden Christensen, mm. right? And they were asking them questions, and one of the things that they asked him, like, oh, which character would you want to bring back, or, or whatever? And he actually, uh, Hugh McGregor said Jar Jar Banks. Here's why. He said, he, he said it in a way where it was kind of like saying to the fandom, like, we should bring back this actor, because he did a phenomenal job, as a form of an apology to this actor. It's, it was in a way that he said it. You know, not that he said those lines like you guys yeah. deserve, you, you should be apologizing yeah. to this man. But he's like, oh, I would like to see this character back and have this person play the play character yeah. again yeah. because he did. Yeah, because yeah. he did such a, a a great job bringing that character to life. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, I know what you're doing. <laughs> I know what you're doing. You want the fandom to basically apologize to this man. Rightfully so in some capacity because it's not you know they're actors they're taking their direction from the director which was George Lucas he wrote it you know so why why be on them like listen I know The Last Jedi was not one of my favorite movies I know exactly who to point at <laughs> you know what I'm saying Mr. Canto Bright okay so like I know exactly who to point at I'm not gonna get you know like actors, yeah. yeah. Like I'm not gonna get a set at, at the at the young lady who played uh, Rose. Yeah, Rose. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Why am I gonna get a, with, upset with Finn? Why am I gonna get upset? Like it has nothing to do with them. Mm-hmm. They're following. They're doing their job. You know. So and even George, um, oh my God, uh, Luke, um, Mark, Mark Hamill. Hamill. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm gonna hit by lightning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even Mark Hamill was against playing Luke in that way. Yeah. You know, and he made it very clear. He's like, I, "This is not what I want." Yeah, this is I don't understand the portrayal. Right, but well, I I think, he, I, like you said towards the beginning, the way that Obi Wan, like Ewan McGregor's playing Obi Wan in these series, if you wanted to do it, fine, right? But I think it was just the suddenness, right? You you don't see this character for like however many years, and all of a sudden, like he's not anything near the same character that you like not even like a close version of him like he just tosses a lightsaber over his shoulder like this, this is bogus yeah <laughs> you know yeah. but in what's it called in the Kenobi series you see it when the, the, the Jedi that they're hunting in the beginning finds Obi-Wan in the desert right and he comes he's like oh you have to help me you have to help me get out of here and he's like you want my help bury your lightsaber bury and forget lightsaber. it like right. stay alive right because the time of the Jedi is over. And without as and not saying it in as many words, I had made a joke while watching it. I'm just like, that's the equivalent of what Luke said when, you know, Ray found him, was just like, Oh, I've come from the resistance and Leia needs you back, here's your lightsaber. And Luke's just like, What did you think was gonna happen? That I was gonna accept, go with you and like face with a laser sword and face down the entire first order? Mm-hmm. It was like the same energy it is. Mm-hmm. but a better I guess directed scene. Mm-hmm. Because it, it, he didn't say it, like, jokingly. He was just like, no, like, are you crazy? Mm-hmm. Like, you're asking to, like, kill myself. If I help you, you're going to draw too much attention to yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you understood where Obi-Wan was coming from. He was talking from fear. Yeah. You know? And he had no connection. He has no idea 
what's going on outside of tattooing. Nope. You know, he's been going to work, going home, going to work, going to the cave, going to work, going to the cave. <laughs> Buying a toy for his adopted son, going to the cave. <laughs> going to the cave, you know. So he that's what he's been doing. So now when he had no choice but to get off planet to go find Leia, he's starting to see how the galaxy or you know like the different plans are dealing with the way the empire is is, is working I, I think that he knew it was gonna be that because I, I you know obviously hindsight is twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. you know I just think he it was easier for him to force himself not to care because mm-hmm. and if you remember the inquisitor speech it was just like oh like the Jedi code is like an itch mm-hmm. you know what I mean like I think he like Obviously, if you know that the Sith Lord was playing both sides of the table in the Clone Wars, then the horrors you saw with the Separatists, like, everything that you, like, you know, in these Clone Wars episodes, you see Kenobi fighting to, like, free slaves and seeing, like, sheer brutality on the end of the Separatists. You realize that was being orchestrated by the person who's now in command mm. of or controlling the Republics or Empire. Mm-hmm. So he he's not oblivious to these things. He's just saying that, and rightfully so, that helping even like one person this is just like it's, it's a moot point yeah like or not, not a moot point but also like for him it's a moot point because right. he has a responsibility you know like he can't just up and leave at the first like like you had mentioned like uh before while we were watching the show like a woman got her hand cut off right in front of him he, he did not do nothing thing. yeah I'm convinced he, had she like I'm convinced he would have let Owen die Mm-hmm. And I, my idea is that he would have let Owen die. He would not have retaliated at all. Because, I mean, that's what happened with um, his woman, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Duchess right. Satine. Mm-hmm. Like, Maul killed her in front of him. And his thing was like, wasn't like, I'm going to kill you. It was like, he, he mourned her and then left. You know, he, he kind of gave up on, well, he didn't give up on Maul, but he, be, he left alive. Mm-hmm. And at this point, that's basically the goal, right? To stay alive as long as it takes to cultivate Luke. You know, cultivate a new existence for the Jedi Mm. um cause I was surprised when I saw that yeah no I'm I'm thoroughly convinced he would've let Owen die he would've let Owen die and then he would've tried to beat the Inquisitor to rescue Baru and specifically Luke but I think that if it came down to it and Baru had to like you know I think he would've like pushed her on the ground and just kept running (laughs) (laughs) yeah be like, I don't have to, what is it? Um, I just have to be faster than yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't have to be faster than the Inquisitors. I, would, I just have to be faster That's than Baru. <laughs> so, <That's messed> <laughs> there goes yeah. that. But, I, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing, you know, to see um, Obi-Wan in that mental state. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, just being so detached from everything that we knew him to be as a Jedi. Mm-hmm. As a Jedi Knight, yeah. as a master, mm-hmm. you know. But it, it's, but it's. I mean, it's understandable too at the same time because now you're talking about survival. Yeah. Now you're thinking not just that you are endangered, leading to being extinct because yep. you know you're being persecuted. There's yep. a secret police out there whose main job is to terminate your kind. And they've done so successfully. Mm. Yep. Even that on the, thought... Even you know, on the most remote planets of, like, Tatooine, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's like a exactly. needle and haystack exactly. type situation. Right. Right. You know, right. Although, this guy kind of left a very obvious trail. 
like the, the, the Jedi that was like and running the, yeah. away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a full idea. But yeah. I don't think you can attribute him to being because he stayed alive for ten years. You know what I mean? But every Jedi that stayed alive as long as they did, I was basically like, I for so for so long as they stayed alive. I think they knew that, it, like, being a Jedi would mean that ultimately you meet your end sacrificing yourself at some point. You know what I mean? Because that's how uh, Kanan was, too. Kanan yeah. intentionally... He carried his lightsaber with him, but in a way that you couldn't recognize it was a lightsaber. Because he dismantled it. And he had it on his belt. He broke it in... Or he didn't break it, but he dismantled it into two parts, where if he was going to use it, he had to reassemble it. So kind of, like, a way to not have that be his first reaction. Mm. You know? <laughs> Well, he he, Kanan purposely did not want to be associated no. with being a, a Jedi. Not at, at all. all. And oh. you know, his original he did he pulled a Ben before right. Ben. You right. know, before they knew that right. you know, he was like, I'm changing my name from you know Caleb Dune to right. Kanan Jars. Right. You know, and trying to wipe away any associate. Like you mm-hmm. didn't know this guy was a Jedi until mm-hmm. he like assembled his lightsaber and was yeah. like, you know, because he carried the hilt on the back of his belt, I believe. And that you've seen that like plenty of times, um, you know, with stormtroopers and stuff. They usually have like a pack on the back of their belt or whatever. Right, right. Um, but it was interesting. It's like it's kind of a, a oxymoronic existence for the Jedi because in order for you to win, it's like you just have to stay alive. But and staying alive means letting the Sith do what they need, to, what they mm-hmm. want to do. Mm-hmm. And there is there is a moment where. Obi-Wan has to he's watching all of this stuff and it's irking the shit out of him in some way like when when um he was at the meat, the meat place yeah. and the man in front of him was cashing right. out yeah. you know getting his pay and it wasn't the right amount the guy got bullied by the right. owner or yeah. the boss or whatever the, the foreman the yeah foreman. and he's and Obi-Wan's turn is to get his pay and he's just looking at him Obi-Wan is looking at the at the foreman and the foreman's like what do you want you know, yeah, and he, he just stood the there yeah. looking at him. And I'm like, oh, he wants to do something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, he's like, hmm, let yeah. me not. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So I wonder what's going to bring him to the confidence level that he was before. Because when we saw in episode four, and obviously it was played mm-hmm. by Alan Guinness, mm-hmm. he had the Obi-Wan confidence yeah. that we all know that we right. learn to love right. from um, I mean it's going to happen between like now and five years from now right because he, he even has right. that confidence when Ezra comes to try to find him right you know because he's like he finds him he doesn't find like a defeated old butcher in Tatooine mm. he, yeah, he no, finds no. like Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi being like dressed in, in Jedi de- robes with his mm-hmm. lightsaber mm-hmm. and like you're in the wrong place as a butcher mm-hmm. you know we can't even possibly see some type of meeting with um, Luke and Obi-Wan because in episode 4 Luke knows him as Uncle Ben Kenobi no, no, old Ben. Kenobi. Old Ben. I'm ben sorry. Kenobi. I apologize. You're yeah. right. Old Ben Kenobi. Yeah, I'm like, I wonder if he if she did if she meant uh, old, old Ben, ben Kenobi. Kenobi. Right, like old right. Ben Kenobi. So, but they they call him like a crazy wizard though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. I'm like, that's his reputation is like being a crazy, crazy old wizard. wizard. But it's just like, you know, I guess it's better than Jedi. Like wizard right. keeps you alive. Jedi, I guess he. Can. <laughs> <laughs> the Jedi is a four letter word. <laughs> yeah. You know, that like, will curse you. <laughs> 
It's interesting. Do you know an Obi Wan Kenobi? He's like, of course I know it. Do we suspect? <laughs> question. The uh, and I forget the character's name, but the uh, the Jedi that died that wanted that wanted Obi Wan Kenobi's help mm-hmm. in this episode. We suspect that he was one of the younglings that we saw. I don't think so. That's what no. I thought. I thought that he was. And if so, but I didn't get a good. I didn't get a good look, but I'm like, would he he have had the same face? We, we didn't see or I, wouldn't Reva recognize him yeah. right if that well, if Reva knows? was the, the, but, the well, young girl wait a minute wait a minute but it's the thing maybe at that point 10 years prior they separated and never saw each other again so you know people can change features can change as but you you're, get older. you're an ex-Jedi talking to a person that still believes in the Jedi mm-hmm. and you can sense each other's presence you know, you you would you've been trained to sense the force. Yeah, I I think she, if they were together, she would have recognized because he had a name. Like they knew who they like yeah. this guy slammed the bounty hunter puck on the table. They knew who they were looking for. Right. So I I don't think he was I don't think One he was young. Okay. He definitely was young when mm-hmm. it happened because he still looked young. Right. You know, maybe he was. I don't know in his teens. Not a child, not a child necessarily, but maybe he was 16, 17, just about to stop being a Padawan, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it could it could be a possibility. If it was 10 years, he did look like he was maybe 26, 30 max. Okay. So. I mean, I think he'd be, that'd be too old. I think it'd be, he wouldn't look 30, I'm saying. But I get what you're saying. Yeah. I do. Because that's, well. I mean, nothing's outside of the realm of possibility with this show. So. <laughs> I know, right? And he is a, a, a um, an alien. Like, th- were those tattoos on his face? I'm or tattoos. Oh, tattoos? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm, I'm excited looking, I'm, about it. I'm looking forward to it. I know it's just six episodes, but I, I hope that's like there's a crescendo. The crescendo? <laughs> yeah, I like that, yeah. No, I, I it's... You know what's going to happen? These, I think, four episodes... Are gonna be they're gonna feel so quick, but we're gonna get a lot of detail, a lot of content within these yeah. next four episodes. They're about like an hour each episode, or at least I, the first two were. Were they? About no, an hour? no. The so. first one was about an hour. The second one oh. said forty something minutes. Uh, but yeah. let's be real, that last ten minute is all credits. credits. Yeah. <laughs> so it's about thirty something minutes. Uh, well, Fair we'll enough. see. Well, I mean, it comes. It's right. The next episode is right around the corner. It's coming Wednesday. out this Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Which is good. So something they have already be halfway through the first season. Oh. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Sadness. Um, I just want to mention a couple of projects that were mentioned throughout um, Star Wars Celebration. Celebration. Yes. Um, they obviously had the trailer out for Andor. Um, and that's going to be twelve episodes. Wow. Long. Oh. Um, you'll cool. see the characters like KS. Uh, uh, a, yes. K2SO. K2SO. Um, also played by Alan. Alan Trudick. Yes. Trudick? Mm. Never pronounced his name, but he was good. Um, Mad Mathma. Mm. Oh. She's gonna be in it. Okay. And uh, that's gonna take place August thirty first. Nice. Dope. So that's what I found out about that. Yeah, uh, the Ahsoka show obviously starting Rosario Dawson. Yes. Um, it will also feature Mary Elizabeth Weinstead. Yeah. Um. Ray no Stevenson. Who, who? Mary Elizabeth Weinstein? Yeah. I don't know. Hayden Christensen has mentioned that he's going to be in it as well. The Ahsoka, uh, in the Ahsoka show. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. yeah. 
so that's interesting there's no release date for it yet I was on the impression that a lot of these characters were already I'm sorry say that again I'm sorry I thought you said something. No, no. Um, he said that they're filming it now. They're probably. filming right now. Oh, they just started filming. Like they're, they're, they're in the third week of filming, the uh, Soka uh, show. Mm-hmm. So it's still early. I think that um, I was on the impression that a lot of these characters were already casted, and now I believe Teddy, you were the one that was telling me that they haven't casted, um, Ezra, and General Thrawn. Well, I had read that somewhere. I could. They're be gonna wrong. hide that. But they're gonna hide it. But I heard that General Thrawn was gonna be played by the voice actor that that did I, General Thrawn, and that Ezra that was gonna be, be awesome. playing by the actor that played uh, the live action version of Aladdin. Aladdin. Yeah, I heard. Uh, um, yeah, I, I mm-hmm. remember hearing that. Right, right. So I don't be. understand why it's not there. Mm. Don't so no, we'll have to wait and find out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. They announced the Mandalorian season three. Yes. Um and the series will return February twenty twenty three. That's a minute from now. Mm-hmm. That's okay. We still That's have okay enough again. Star Wars content to fill in the space. It's okay because when them. when when the Mandalorian makes like an appearance in one of these other shows, I'm telling you, it'll be the Mandalorian. Season five of the Mandalorian. <laughs> I mean, I mean we, yeah. we all saw Book of Mandalorian, right? <laughs> yes, wow. yes, yes, yes. You know when when Boba Fett made a cameo in that yeah. one? Wow, <laughs> that's messed up. That's I'll say one thing. Boba I'm Fett, not. Boba Fett had the longest uh, running ca- yeah. uh, cameo in that the, series. The third season. <laughs> yeah. Of the Book of Mandalorian. Exactly. Now, <laughs> exactly. I didn't hate it. I loved it. I loved yeah. that it whole great. that whole thing. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying, like it was you so just... great. Even the theme music agrees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you saw the Book of Boba, but with the yeah. the theme song of the Mandalorian, I was like. Oh, Okay. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like this man just hijacked your entire show, bro. That's alright. Um, they mentioned another show uh, called the Skeleton, Skeleton Crew. Crew. Mm. Yeah. This one is supposed to be um, with Jude Law. Oh. Um, yeah. and it was was created by John Watts, who is known for the recent blockbuster uh, Spider Man trilogy. Yes. Uh, Watts will once again be tapping into a young adult story and. It's a galaxy version of this is quote a mm-hmm. galaxy version of a classic ambient coming of age adventure films like the eighties. So and then um, that will follow the empire through the eyes of four children. Oh, that's interesting. Ooh, nice. Um, yeah. So that's well, the nice. skeleton crew. That's good. Rangers of the New Republic. Um, that's another one. Lando. Lando. Oh, that's Calvian. another one. Um, Wait, is Lando going to be a live um, chat says, with, uh, series? What's his name? Childish Gambino? Mm-hmm. <sighs> wow. They're not sure if Glover will be returning to play the part of Lando. Mm. So we'll see that. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Um, Acolyte. That's another one that's, that's supposed to be coming out. And they definitely confirmed that uh Takai Waititi is going to be of course directing another uh, Star Wars movie. Give it to him. Give it to him. You so, know who, you know we can't wait to direct a Star Wars movie now, right? You know who we are waiting oh, to have of course direct a Star Wars movie. Bryce Dallas Howard. Yes. Give it to her, man. Yeah. Give her a series. Give her three. 
Give Because <laughs> everything Give she, every, everything she directed was awesome. Yeah. She did, she did an amazing job with, with The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. She did two episodes, one each episode in the different seasons, and then yeah. she did an, in The Book of Boba Fett, like, yeah. which had to do with The Mandalorian, and it looked beautiful. Yep. So definitely give her a project. She's capable. Yes. More than you know, more than some. Like Disney Knight needs to give her a check. Do right it now. But do yeah. it. Do it. Um, and that's pretty much it. That's what I have so far. Um, I know that the tales of the um, tales of the, of Jedi, the Jedi. Right. That's right. supposed to be an animated series. Yes. And that's going. another thing that they that they that they dropped. Right. Um, They've been dropping like info, mind you. Today we're filming this um, on a Sunday. Oh, excuse me, we we're recording this on a Sunday, and the last day of the Star Wars celebration is today. Mm. So I can only imagine all the other announcements that that's going to be coming out. Right. So a lot of Disney Plus shows. Um, nothing yes, really for the big screen. Yeah, mostly I mean, Disney Plus shows. Movies are fine. movies are in a rare state right now. <laughs> yeah. I don't which blame them. I, I, yeah, neither do I. Yeah. Um, which is fine. Yeah. I think it's easier controlled when they happen to film in the volume. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they can control it. They control mm-hmm. the weather. Right. They can control the lights. They can control who's around. You know, it's, it's a more controlled environment. So I think and there's no traveling involved. Mm-hmm. It's just to the location, you know, to where the volume's at and back. So and after nothing, good for the actors to take on these projects that we see on these streaming services as opposed to these um, shows being shown in the movie theaters. Like, you know, there's not that I mean, yeah, to a degree they are taking a chance, but for them to play and revisit these characters and you know and have fun doing that, it's something that I get to enjoy watching. So mm-hmm. I, I think you know, good for them. Shoot, right, right. You know, you can't. We can't even call these streaming shows. T like, can you call them TV shows at this point? I, yeah, you can. But I, well, not like the way it used to be. But yeah, (laughs) I mean, mean, it's definitely a new platform. I like it. I just, it's to me, it's kind of mind-boggling just how many they're able to put out there. Mm -hmm, You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Because I feel like what's happening is with that uh, new stage that they have that you mentioned. Yeah, the volume. The The volume. volume. Yes, the volume. And they own that, you know? It's, right. I feel like whatever money they would have spent on producing, like, an entire movie. Or can, traveling or traveling, to some yeah. location, let's yeah. say. Well, they, they, they did say they were going to build at either two more or three more yeah. all around the world. Yeah. I, so. thi- I, I think that the money that it would have cost to produce, like, a Star Wars movie and stuff like that is... It's definitely being, like, like, hey, like, if we don't do a movie but we do, like, these series and put, like... You know, these like six episodes each. Mm-hmm. You know, that mm-hmm. probably cuts down the cost of production significantly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you're not traveling to location. You're not sending out an entire team of people to be there. Right. So it's like, nope, we're right. all here. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, and it kind of cuts down on the cost like significantly. I think the only without thing... reducing quality. That's yes, the, yes. That's the most important part. That yeah, true. That you know, key. I think uh, Deborah Chow. Yeah. Right? Deborah Chow. She's she's doing a great job so far. With her direction in um, Obi Wan, so yep. I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to the other episodes. It's gonna be great. Can't you know, wait. and good for them to decide to stick with. It's different, but it's good for them to stick with one director for this series. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it'll show in the storytelling. There's a certain continuity that we will see. So I, I'm like, you know, I'm excited about that. Good for her. 
I wonder if that was a um, a request from like anyone in particular. Well, you know that Hugh McGregor is also the executive producer. For That's what this. I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, so I'm sure he had a say in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm sure he was more than happy yeah. to have that happen. Yeah. Okay. And I'm not mad. <laughs> no, I don't think anybody is. Nobody is. Uh, all right. I think we're pretty much done. Um, yeah, it's only two episodes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> early on in the onset. Yeah. Definitely, uh, there'll probably be significantly more to talk about after that sixth episode. Probably. Absolutely. They, they will be. But you know what? What a start See, it is. It what is. a start has been good for them. Good, mm-hmm. really it's like good for them. I'm hoping it's like a picture of, um, I know I've seen this on Instagram a lot. It's like different sections of a drawing of a horse. You know, <laughs> and, and like the, the section one is like perfect. Yeah. Section two goes down in quality, <laughs> and then section three turns into like a stick figure. <laughs> you know, and I saw a funny one of um the book of Boba Fett where uh-huh. it was like episode one was like a regular well drawn horse. Episode two went down significantly in quality. <laughs> what? Which one was the episode that this guy came in? Episode three or four? The Mandalorian. Um, I think it was four. He four? came in. Yeah. So in episode four. <laughs> Like, it was, like, the, episode two, the, the quality went down significantly. And right. then episode four was, like, a Pegasus body. <laughs> a, peg, a, a perfectly drawn masterpiece Pegasus body oh for that section. <laughs> oh so, I'm just, like, I'm kind of hoping that that's not uh, the situation here. I'm kind of... Uh, I would much rather prefer, like, a very well-drawn, complete horse than, like, <laughs> one part of a well-drawn horse. You know, a yeah. stick figure, a Pegasus. <laughs> you know. I get you. I get you. <laughs> that is great answer. Well, that pretty much wraps up this episode of our podcast. And, uh, darling, hello there. Um, <laughs> where can they actually find us? Well, you can find us um, at 527 on the ground on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us also on 527 on the ground on YouTube. If you have any questions or anything you want us to cover, please feel free to send us a message on Instagram and we'll be more than happy to look into that. Um, and I think that's pretty much it. I want to thank Chris for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. I had a really awesome time. Thank you. I'm very excited for like the trajectory of Star Wars for this year, in all honesty. Yeah. I just need to find the time to like watch sit it. down and fully enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so thank you so much, Chris, for joining us. And um, that's pretty much it. Thank you, everyone, for listening to us. You can also find us on... We're not even going to go there. Have a good one, everybody. <laughs> Take care. Awesome. That's better. <laughs>